Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Dan McGaw. Dan, you're here local in Orlando. You're just kind of going through your LinkedIn. We have crossed paths. I think it feels like maybe ships in the night, you know, where we we were kind of like in these circles together. uh, And I'm certain that we've connected in person or somehow, uh, you know, over the decades. Uh, But you are the CEO and founder of Maga.io. You're also the CEO and co-founder of UTM.io. You have a long and storied background. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So high level, uh, tell us what McGaw does. And again, the website is mcgaw.io. So that's M-C-G-A-W.io. Uh, and yeah, tell us what you do. Yeah, we help companies ultimately build their marketing technology stack and their revenue infrastructure. So it's a lot of helping companies choose their marketing and sales technologies, integrating those tools together, building out the analytics, helping them operate those tools, and then ultimately leveraging their tech stack to grow their business. So really, really tech focused and a lot of building the stack for companies. You've done work for companies like Maserati, Club Med. Kings Hawaiian, uh, look at Eventbrite, uh, Wistia, yeah. some names that folks have uh, probably uh, heard before. So tell me what engagement typically looks like when you're working with one of these companies or one of your clients. What are the, what, where does it hurt when, when clients come to you? Yeah, you know, there's typically one of two problems that we see. One, either they lack visibility into the customer journey and they don't know what's going on, or they lack the ability to convert those customers fast enough through that customer journey and they just aren't able to convert them. So what we do is we come in ultimately and we do a diagnostics, understand what are their objectives, what are their key results, what are they really trying to accomplish at a business? And then we then assess the team that they have, the tools that they have, the systems that they're running. And then we then come back to them with a strategy and plan for, hey, these are the tools and technologies you should be using. This is how your revenue infrastructure should really be set up so you can see the customer journey, so you can measure it. And then also so you can act on those new insights that you get from that customer journey. And a key component of that is understanding the team at that company. So we have to do a lot of assessment of who is at the company? What types of tools can they use? How technical are they? How non-technical are they? Because when you choose a tool for a company or a stack, the number one problem you have is adoption. And if you buy somebody a Maserati and they aren't ready to drive a fast car, well, chances are it's not ever going to get used. So if they're ready for a play school car, you got to get them the play school car of tools. If they're ready for a Ferrari, get them the Ferrari. So it really does come down to what can that team handle? And then how are we going to leverage that stack so they they can really reach their objectives. Yeah, we've absolutely encountered this, Dan. So, you know, there's been, when we've looked at implementation of, say, a CRM, for example, yeah. we're like, well, we're using this, then we're using this, we're using Zapier to connect all these different pieces together. So we moved to an all-in-one platform. Um, it wasn't easy, 
right? Yeah. Especially at first. And we got pushback from some of our team members like, well, this isn't like what we're used to. What do you do <laughs> as a leader? Like, I, I, obviously, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I would imagine, you know, there is some lead up where you <laughs> you don't want to just surprise people overnight and say, well, remember that software? You know that software you've been using for five years? Well, guess what? You're not using it today. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't probably don't want to do it like that. Like, how can we roll stuff out a lot better? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you have to do is give people the ability to have an opinion, right? At the end of the day, you know, just being heard is really what people want. And if their opinion mm -hmm. is heard, they're much easier even when you make a decision that doesn't agree with them. So you do have to make sure that you listen to them and you make them a part of the decision. While they may not agree with that final decision, at the end of the day, because they were a part of it, it's going to be much, much easier to get this pushed over. And that's one reason why we focus so much on trying to speak with those team members, collect their feedback, tell them what we're thinking and work with them on that. At the end of the day, they don't always like it, right? Because in some cases, companies are using an all-in-one suite like you where a marketer is super happy because everything's connected. And then we say, hey, the company's scaling. You've got to go to a best-of-breed stack. You've now got to use 10 different tools and they're going to be integrated in this. And this is scary for them and it's hard, but you really have to make sure that they have a seat at the table, understand the reasons why we're making these decisions and show them the final outcomes. And for us in our business, we always show them, hey, listen, if you move to this, you're going to be able to increase revenue by this, conversions by that, reduce churn by this. And at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to get the raise. You're the one who's going to get the promotion. And that's all I care about. So at the end of the day, whether you like this new tool or not, do you want to raise? Do you want a promotion? Because that's what this is really all about. And if you want to stick with your old tools and not get a raise, and not a promotion, that's unfortunately not the right decision for you. So let's make the right decision for the company and you. And sometimes that means we have to make hard decisions and learn new things. And I will say this, and I hate to say this, Unfortunately, in some companies, marketers leave after we've come in because they don't like the decisions. They don't like the change. People like consistency. They fight change. So sometimes it happens. It's not often. Most times people get promoted uh, that work with us. But, you know, at the same time, not everybody likes every change that's going to happen in the stack. Yeah. And so, Dan, when you come in, how do you make the job a lot easier than, let's say, someone that says, well, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about HubSpot or Salesforce and, well, we'll just work with HubSpot or Salesforce and I'm sure they'll give us the support we need in order to get this rolled out and, and do great things. At the end of the day, you've got to do what's best for the business. You cannot choose things just based upon hype sauce, right? There's a lot of other CRMs out there which people buy which are not good for their businesses. Um, and you really have to focus on what is going to future-proof your stack. And I'll give you a key example because I hear this a lot. A lot of companies choose HubSpot when they're a small business, but they want to scale their company out. They want to become the next billion-dollar business. However, they choose HubSpot and then... Three years later, they go, well, I can't use HubSpot anymore because it doesn't work for million-dollar businesses. If you're doing nine figures, HubSpot is not the right tool for your CRM. It just is not that powerful today. Well, what do you want to do when you're in the process of scaling the company? Do you want to keep doing sales or do you want to have to stop everything you're doing, re-platform and switch from HubSpot to Salesforce? You don't want to do that when you're trying to scale the business because that's hard thing 
things are going to break, it's going to slow everybody down. So you really do have to choose your tools with the future in mind and understand what is your final business objective? What are your bigger business goals? And then is that the right tool to get you there? Um, you know, it might be a little harder today for the next year because you have to buy a tool that maybe uh, isn't easy for you. But in three years from now, is that the right tool? That's the bigger decision that you have to look at is, is it going to future-proof me from having to re-architect my stack? Because trust me, replatforming is expensive. It slows everybody down and it then slows your growth down. And that's what you have to focus on is growth. Yeah. I wonder, let's say a scenario where companies doing fine, they know that they're going to reach the end of the life cycle for the product that they're using, say, let's say for their CRM. They're like, listen, you know, we've been using Pipedrive. It's been a great tool when we've been, you know, kind of this. What's that? I do love Pipedrive. Pipe oh, yeah. Cool. You know, as a small, nimble agency, it's a fantastic tool. Um, you know, again, I think they're, you know, for us, you know, we wanted a little bit more intelligence and integration that started to get a little problematic for us mm. in particular, you know, how it interacted as a marketing tool, which it's not, you know, and, yeah. and so um, ultimately, you know, we did the research. I mean, as best as I could, you know, we, yeah. we, uh, you know, we, we had moved to go high level, which again, we gave up a couple of things, but we gained a lot from a marketing standpoint. Um, so for us, I, I think that we didn't have to, and this is, gets to my question, my long, super long question here <laughs> is that when we know, listen, we're not at a 10 when it comes to pain right now, like we're at about a three, right? There's, there's, you know, but a year from now, it's going to be about a seven or eight in terms of pain. And it's going to mean lost revenue and lost opportunity about a year from now. Yeah. Should we try to proactively make changes when I, I'm thinking about the analogy, Dan, it's kind of like, and I wonder if it's the same, like, um, you know, the dentist goes, you know, you got some really deep underlying issues here right now. No pain, no problem. Not going to, not going to bother you five years from now it's going to start bothering you. My recommendation is that we do the work now so it's not so, I don't know. Is, is that a good analogy for this? It's totally a great analogy. And we help companies with that stuff all the time because at the end of the day, right, you have to make the decision for today. And sometimes that's not the right decision for three or four years from now. But if you learn that in three or four years from now, you're going to have to make this switch and the problem is going to be even harder, you should try to make incremental changes on that today. You should try to make some progress and make some things there. And, you know, the great thing is, is you have five years until the problem gets really, really bad in that example, right? Or even a year, which gives you time to ultimately have a better thought process and what are my needs? What are my objectives? What are my key results? What are the features I need? And then be able to do research and actually spend time figuring out that problem. It's not something you have to spend your full-time job doing, but if you spend a couple hours a week or an hour a week, you can make good headway on what do I need to change? What can I keep? What can I not keep? Things like that. But going back to one of the things you said earlier, like Zapier is an amazing product to make it so you can move data around. And you know, you can piecemeal a lot of things using that tool. So sometimes, you know, you can make incremental steps to the next stage by leveraging a Zapier mm -hmm. or some other automation tool. But you are going to want to solve the problem before it becomes a big problem. I mean, nobody wants a root canal. Nobody wants to replace their teeth, right? That's the same thing with your stack. If you're trying to rip something out in the middle of a growth phase, 
oh my gosh, it's really going to hurt your business. It's going to piss off salespeople. It's going to piss off marketers. So solve the problems while they're still small is what we always try to tell people. Um, because if you wait too long, you wind up paying me six figures to come in and fix the problem because you can't fix it yourself. Yeah. Dan, what excites you uh, in terms of platforms and tools? I mean, is there anything that you know you could think of over the past couple of years where you're like, that's cool. That yeah. is... That's a game changer, like either game changer or just something that kind of gets you, you start geeking out. You're like, oh man, that is so, you know, you know, in that world, I, I'd yeah. love to know what, what thrills you. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite tools and they've been my favorite tool for a long time is a product called autopilot. It's a marketing automation tool designed for small and medium businesses. Mm. Um, I've been using that tool for a really long time. I'm a big fanboy of them. And I'll actually give you a reason why, um, you know, one, they have a journey builder. Everybody has those now, but they have an ability to send emails. They have an ability to put pop-ups on your website, but they also have the ability to have a text bot and texting is huge. It's actually one of the most popular channels right now. You can get good response on it. If you do it well, it has a huge impact. And I'll show you exactly what I mean. What I'd like to do is give everybody who's listening an, an opportunity to get a free copy of my book. I wrote a book last year called Build Cool Shit. If you go to buildcoolshit.com, you can check out the book and all that stuff. But it's about how do you build your stack. But the reason why I love Autopilot is I have this unique way to be able to give people a chance to get my free book and actually collect all their information because it has a text bot built into it. So what I want you to do, pull out your cell phone. I want you to go to your text messages and you're going to text this number, the word MarTech. So the number is 415-915-9011. And I'll say it again, 415-915-9011. Text the word MarTech, M-A-R-T-E-C-H. What's going to happen is a couple minutes after you text that, our text bot, which is run through autopilot, is going to reach back out and say, hey, thanks for signing up. I'd love to collect your information to ship the book. As you give it responses, it saves all that information directly into autopilot. It then sends that to our fulfillment provider. Our fulfillment provider will automatically send you the book. And then all of that information is also synced with our CRM in Salesforce. And they also sync with HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, all the things. But by having this omni-channel approach by, through autopilot, I can create any marketing outcome I want. I can create all kinds of ways for people to capture um, information about us as well as capture information about them. And texting mixed with email, mixed with pop-ups, this is how you create a real omni-channel experience. And even using autopilot, I can add you to audiences and Facebook and all kinds of stuff. So the next evolution of autopilot now has artificial intelligence in it where it will write your emails for you. It will actually send you notifications that you should promote these products. So it just is an amazing platform. So I highly recommend for people to check it out. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Autopilot. All right. I'll, I will. I'll check it out, Dan. Um, and so uh, you'd mentioned the book. Um, and so um, tell me more about um, what's in the book, Build Cool Shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a problem that we see is there's 9,000 marketing technologies out there. And how do you know what tools are right to put in your stack? And then how do you even think about integrating that stack? So I break down the problem of what tools are the problem? What tools are the ones you should choose? How should you think about designing your stack? And then I have a real case study featuring a company called RealThread in there in three separate examples of how they had an objective and then how we matched that with the way we built their stack and were able to create those outcomes. So it's 120 pages, full color. So really, really easy for an executive to read. You can finish it in two hours on a Saturday, um, but it really does teach you what is the modern stack and how you should integrate so you can have real business outcomes with your stack. Yeah. You know, I, I believe too, I, I mean, as a company, I don't, it's going to be really difficult to outperform 
the, the foundation that your company is operating on, right? And so, you know, if you want to be at a level six, seven, eight, but, you know, your infrastructure is too, um, it, it's, it's going it, to, it's like the goldfish that wants to grow, but you're in a small goldfish bowl. Like you're yeah. going to have to expand on that stuff, uh, you know, get a bigger tank um, so that you can continue to grow. Yeah, you need to have great revenue infrastructure or your company is really going to be held back. Companies, yeah. everybody is coming up under disruption now. Everybody, right? So you have to start really thinking about how am I going to manage my revenue infrastructure? How am I going to build my stack? Because at the end of the day, for every dollar you put in your stack, you're saving $10 in labor. So you have to remember the automation, the processing, all that stuff saves you labor costs. And then as well as give you need to automate more revenue for your business. So if you have good infrastructure that can give you good automation, personalization, analytics, you can crush it. And this is the reason why my agency is sold out until Q2 of 2022. It's because we have great infrastructure. We have great marketing. We have all the engines going. Uh, we have texting bots and things like that. And this is the reason why people love our business because they get to experience these unique magical moments. Uh, and if you can do that in your business, company or customers are going to love you too. Yeah. All right. Dan McGaw, your website is McGaw.io, M-C-G-A-W.io. Uh, and one more time, Dan, on getting the book and uh, the, getting the free book. Yeah. If you text the word MarTech, M-A-R-T-E-C-H, just text that word to 415-915-9011 and we'll ship you a free copy of my book. Awesome. All right, Dan McGaw, right here, local in Orlando. Man, there's a whole lot, like in your background, I just mentioned this, uh, also the co-founder of Starter Studio, which um, can can you share, Just because I've done, yeah. you know, I'll just tell you this, there would be no up my influence if it weren't for um, some opportunities I had. So I was doing well with my other company, Savings Angel, and I was like, you know, I'll just locally, just kind of networking with people. I'm like, look, you know, if there's ever any give back opportunities, any volunteer opportunities, let me know. And then someone had connected we connected me with Donna at Starter Studio, um, also did some work with SBDC. But because yeah. of that volunteer work that I did, um, that actually led to invites to say, well, look, I know you got this other company savings, Angel, but you're a smart guy. Can you help me with PR? And I'm like, I guess. I, I don't know. And uh, yeah, so all kinds of good things happen, you know, when there are great, successful accelerator and incubator programs in communities. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a hub of great opportunity generation. So yeah. unintentionally, Dan, thank you. <laughs> Hey, you're welcome. It was it was a fantastic journey to help start that. I mean, it was the first business accelerator here in Orlando, and we did a lot to make sure that we can mentor and advise companies. And we've had some great exits of some of our uh, classes, so it's been fantastic. Yeah. But I'm happy that it can still continue to help the community. And I'm even more excited that we were able to convert it into a nonprofit, so that way it can truly help the community uh, and not be focused only on uh, profits. Yeah, awesome. Dan McGaugh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This has been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.